Welcome to Many Talks Podcast, talking all business, entrepreneurship, property development, finance and investment. Hi, Rhys Many here, host of Many Talks. I'm in Scotland today, so we're out of the office, we're doing a podcast in a different area. Up in Scotland, I've invited Paul McFadden onto the podcast. It's really, I'm, I'm really excited um, to have Paul on. Paul, thanks for joining me today. Pleasure, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, good, good, good. So, obviously I've come to your hometown. Um, mm-hmm. What's it like up here on a day-to-day basis? I mean, we'll check it out. Is <laughs> the sun shining? I mean, it's like that's all the time. I bought, I bought the sun with me. <laughs> Some people <laughs> for, are telling for, me. For sure, for sure. You get the four seasons in the one day. But yeah, it's all good. good. Well, look, as I said, great great to have you on board. I know we've been trying to um, schedule this podcast for yeah. some time. You've been busy, I've been busy. Uh, but it's great to finally get to sit down and, and run through it. I mean, for my listeners, I think it's fantastic to have you on. You started a business from zero and you've worked your way up. Um, got a fantastic property business. Things are thriving for yourself. Uh, but more importantly, let's start talking about your when you was younger, how you got into business um, and, and how, how did you progress as, as a youngster? Yeah, so, well, growing up in Glasgow, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Easy place to grow up, Paul? Well, it should be, but not where I grew up, you know, <laughs> got brought up. So you could say like a, you know, a council estate or a housing kind of scheme or whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's south side of Glasgow. Tough upbringing, yeah. you know? It's not a sob story or anything, it was mm. just the reality. Yeah. You know, single parent household, my mum with, with two younger sisters and, yeah. you know, we struggled by and I think that was a big motivator for me because seeing how much my mum struggled and she did the best that she could possibly mm. do, you know, and uh, in that area, in that location growing up, you know, you, you had the wrong influence, you had the wrong people around you that would pull you down and, you know, there was a lot of underage drinking, yeah. drugs, fighting, all the kind of culture that, you know, you were either going to get drawn into that and yeah. end up in a dark place or you would try and escape. Mm. So I just kind of followed the money. And for <laughs> me, the early days, my family would say, get into computing. Yep. You know, that's, this, is before, this is before computers were really a big thing. This is walking back almost 15, 16 years ago, you know? So it's like, get into computing. Because yeah. that's where the money is. So I just heard, there's the money. That was it. I went to, I went to college and um, cheated my way into passing the test yeah. to, to, to get into well, long as, long, as, long as you pass. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I, get into, I get into uni, got a degree in computing, yeah. lasted two years working in IT and um, went out my first entrepreneurial journey. And What made you get on that entrepreneurial journey? Well, I mean, did you, when you passed computing, you got a job, just yeah. in, was it a normal job, I take it, nine to five? Yeah, no, normal job working in, in IT. Now, I freaking hate computers, everything yeah. to do with it. So every day was, was a grind, it was painful. Didn't enjoy it. I, I hated every minute of it. And it was around about that time where I started uh, doing a bit more personal development, mm. you know, got Tony Robbins things, Chris Howard, a few other people like that. And, and how did you come across them kind of people? At a young age, like just... What I did at a young age, remember, I needed the money. Yeah. So what do you do when you're young, just online, online yeah. get rich quick? It's <laughs> 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 unfortunate, you couldn't find anything. Yeah. <laughs> but things would pop up such as property, which led me down that path, or these personal development things. And one of the courses was Chris Howard's Breakthrough to Success. I mean, who doesn't want to go to a course like that? Yeah. You know, and Harv Eckers, Millionaire Mind Intensive. So these buzzwords drew me in. Drew you in, yeah. And I never had much money to make those trips down to London. I had to borrow the money and so forth. And um, so I, I, it was those seminars that really started me, started to get me to see the possibility of actually going out and, and having my own business. Yeah. 
and when you're a little bit young and naive, you kind of think that you can take on the world and you know. Yeah, just just have a go. Absolutely. So for me, growing that first entrepreneurial journey, it was an events promoter, and I was promoting events for a different, you know, a few different acts, and it was a disaster. It failed miserably, you know. And I found myself with two choices: one, um, go back into IT or or find something else. And during that time is where the property bug really dropped. So I went yeah. along to a seminar in Glasgow. Yeah. It was an American firm, I don't know if you remember them, Russ Whitney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not around anymore, but they, they had a, a seminar in Glasgow and yeah, they were always talking about, you know, buy a property today and in 10 years going to double in value. And I'm sitting there thinking, great, so I just need to work out and find some way to come up with some money to buy 10 properties worth 100,000. By the time I'm 30, they'll double in value, sell them, I've made a million quid. Yeah. That, that was my, my business plan, my roadmap. And we know with the recession that happened literally a year later that that never quite worked out <laughs> that way, you know. But that was that was the seed that just got planted, fessing away in the property side of things. Ended up making that transition back into employment. Yeah. This time working in a construction company as a general labourer. I was digging up. Big difference. Big difference, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I loved it. Compared yeah. to computers, I loved digging holes and speaking up. fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, because my degree in computing and things, they put me through my construction management degree. Yeah. So I um, learned quite a bit there, you know, and started managing some of my own sites. But I would work every single minute of overtime I could to, to fund my education. Yeah. So I'm big on education. So for me, it was learning more and uh, going on a lot more personal development stuff. I, I had to change my mindset. I had, yeah. I had a shitty mindset growing up because of my upbringing. Because I think, of my I think most people do have now. It's, yeah. it's just natural that... Your, your mindset is is negative from yeah. in, in my opinion from the the kids that I speak to locally and people that I speak to you know through school it's it's a negative it's a it's a negative society yeah um, so it is hard to get out of that one thing that you, you just said is that you know you you went to see Tony Robbins and a few other people do you think it's imperative for people like me and you when we was on our journey, when we first started, I, my opinion now is, and I'd like to get your opinion of it, is there's so many people out there that you can look at and follow, but you could follow too many people and get cross information from different sources. Do you think it's right for, for young people to, to find somebody that they relate to that's in their sector and own in on what, what they're doing? Did, did you find that following a few different people? Yeah. Helped you or it didn't help you? No, I, I agree with what you're saying. So in the early days for me, I was probably listening to too many people. Yeah. And that's a problem. I mean, in my industry, being in, involved in property, uh, there's there's so much conflicting information. Yeah. You could spend hours on Google, YouTube, and you'd be more confused than before you started yeah, before, off. Yeah, you know? yeah. So from my point of view, I believe that you've got to look at someone who's further down the path that you want to travel yeah. and then consume their content. You know, less is more. Mm. It's, it's like Ty Lopez, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. And he's always about a book a day, a book a day. And, and, and I'm not against that. But I'd rather take a handful of books and study them over the and over and over because you get new learning every time you get back to certain content. And it's about implementing it. Yeah. You can consume just, a book yeah, a day, yeah. but you can't implement a book a day you're because just, you'd be changing your strategy every day. All, all you're doing is, is, is consuming. Yeah. And that's the problem. We're in a... A, a day and age where people just want to consume rather than yeah. making it a study to master something. And obviously talking about education, you've gone into an educational business. Yeah. What made you do that? What, what was your motive behind that? Yeah, so, so being in construction and um, 
alongside that, I started building up my portfolio, doing some stuff there, doing a bit of property trading to get a bit of cash flow. Yep. Went full time into property, relatively young, I mean about, about 22, 23, going on 23. And I had quite a quick you know, rise to success, but then it was a sharp drop because when you're young and you're starting to make a lot of money, you know, I don't know about most people, but for me, I blew my brains out. Yeah. You know, you, you're, I'm 25, made my first million. What am I doing? I'm, I'm fucking spending, spending it and buying cars. All the flash things you think, splash the money at weekends, think you're the man. Yeah. And quite Your mates like you. you, you you've got the best <laughs> pals, you know, whether they're your real best pals, a different story. <coughs> and then that was the, the downward spiral. But when I started to build things back up and actually start to build a business, mm. what I found is a lot of people would ask me questions like, well, oh, how did you do this? How did you buy that property? How did you do this here? And I would give away that information freely. And then a lot of people would say to me, look, Paul, you've got some solid advice and information. You've, you're someone who's made the money, lost the money, and then made it back tenfold. Then maybe you should start looking at, you know, charging for your consulting and your services. And I started doing that in a smaller scale. Yeah. And then the results that those you know, those guys and girls started to achieve, and, and then you get confidence through that yeah. when other people get results, mm. learning from you. And it just morphed into that. We then started to create programs and um, and it's just grown, grown from strength to strength. And now we're all over, not, not just Scotland, we're now over the UK. Yeah, yeah, you're doing, some, you're doing some, you're doing some, some courses down, down in England, I've seen. Yeah, now we spend quite a bit of time down in London, London yeah. 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 So that, that business has, has grown. So obviously getting into that, is it, I suppose it's, um, I'm sure I'm, it, it's exciting to see people come to your course. Yeah and then go away and execute what you've taught them, must be a good feeling. Absolutely, well, it's a great feeling when people go and execute. Yeah. So part of our program, you know, we really hold our hands and help them with the guidance. Just if anyone's listening, what, what is the program called? How can they yeah, find you? Yeah, you know? so, I mean, propertyprotege.com, yeah. that's, that's our signature program. Okay. You know, you can check out more about, you know, what we do and all that stuff at, at paulmcfaddenwealth.com. But Property Protege, it's a program that, that I designed based on what I wish was available when I first got started. Yeah. And because of that, and the big you know, focus on it is to help someone go out and get their first win. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if it takes you a long time, but if you can get that first win in a short period of time, i.e. inside your first 30 days from leaving the course, then the chances are your confidence and belief is going to go through the roof. It's going to spike. And that has a knock on effect. Do you get many, of, do you get many people do that within the first oh, 30 days? I, I mean, we we just ran a seminar at the weekend there with one girl, um, Jacqueline, and she just came up and, and, and she was talking to me at the side about what she's doing. She's seven weeks after the course. She's on deal number six. One, just one of those six deals, she's going to have a net profit of 80K. So this stuff works, guys. Is I that mean, what you're saying? No question. <laughs> and, and that there is great because I know what this has done for, for my life yeah. and how it's doing for many other people. So... It becomes a lot more than you know than just a passion thing because you're changing other people's lives and getting them to it. And hey, listen, the ultimate thing about it is that we end up doing a lot of business with those mm. people as well. So from yeah, a selfish it, point of yeah, view, of course, so it it's helps. great as well, you know. Yeah. So is there many people that owe a, a big thanks to you for? I, I, no, <laughs> I would never. I would never take credit for someone's success. No. Um, I was just that little catalyst. That, that sparks something. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, people come up to me and, and, and say wonderful things and I'll welcome that. Of course. It's, it's awesome, it's great, but they put in the work. Yeah, you know, they, we, they have we, to do the work. We, we have mapped things out. I like to believe we've got a system that, that it's simple enough to follow. And if they do that, 
you know, it's getting results, and, and they're the ones that's doing the work. So they but it all is, the is and, and I think what what we need to um, own in on for for anybody listening, because we do this for um, for our listeners that, that invest with us, but more importantly, to young entrepreneurs, the people that think going to these courses, there is a formula, there is a system, but that doesn't work just because it's there. You have to put the hard work in. Yeah. And if people are not going to put the hard work in, you can have the best courses, you can have the best everything but if you're not going to take action it's pointless going right yeah that, that's the biggest thing that i see and and i don't like it and i don't like to use the term millennials because yeah. millennials have got a lot to offer i mean they're, they're on the cutting edge of a lot of stuff but there's this sense of entitlement and a lot of people believe that they should just you know it should happen tomorrow yeah and we know, it'd be nice we, wouldn't we it? know <laughs> right we know i mean it'd be come nice. on. so from that point of view um they should stop thinking short term yeah and the short term thinking sure you can have short term wins and then prop is fucking property you can yeah. you can make significant money relatively quickly but you won't build a, a business with strong foundations or a short period of time that takes years yeah. get those short wins get some business principles around it and continue to build that well correct you know? it's, it's about learning with what you get and, and taking action talking about that successes and failures <laughs> in your business what what's, what's the biggest failure and the most success what have you learned from them yeah. I mean, I, I find failure, I, I like failing because that means I'm learning something every day, if I fail. Yeah, I'm always looking for, we have a mantra, plan, do, review and improve. Yeah. So the planning part, most people don't do that, but we plan for what we want. Yeah. The doing part, most people can do that as well as doing the right things yeah. or not. And then the review is where you learn from of course, the good and the bad, and that's how you, you really improve. But the, the biggest failure for me, and I don't know if it's the most common one that, that people would possibly think about, but it was for me it was not outsourcing and hiring staff quick enough. Yeah. I had the mindset for too long that if you want something done, do it yourself. Yeah. You know, no one else can do as good a job as you. And for a long time that, that held me me back. I mean, if yeah. I employed staff a lot sooner than I did, we would have expanded and grown even quicker. Because there's only so much you as an individual could possibly do. Yeah, of course there is. You know, so I thought that that Recruitment's was, tough yeah. though, right? As a, as a business owner, I find it well, tough. Well, there, there's your next problem. And well. most people yeah. that have come on my podcast, they've always said to them, you know, they've said the same. It, most people say the same. I wish that I employed people sooner to do things, but it is tough getting the right people. Yeah, How so, do you find it? So I, I'm very fortunate that we have got, I mean, I call them the family. You yeah. Know? Even my clients, we call the clients, uh, it's a tribe, women yeah, of a tribe. Yeah. Because I believe that if you if you change them from a label of being an employee yeah. and whip them into the family, then they'll want to give their all. And, and if, I, I mean, not you need people who will just work nine to five. There's always going to be those people. Yeah. But we invest a lot in company culture and helping improve them. And hey, we've had some superstars, you know, who have come, played out a season and then left. And it was... You know, it's tough because you've yeah. invested a lot you put of everything and into it. Absolutely. So it does hurt, but at the same time, we've got a lot out of them. And I need to realise, like anybody, is that, you know, when you're in this business where you're coaching people, training people, supporting people, and you have a team that are around that influence, it's just going to rub off to them. So you have a season with most people. And if you have, I think these days, a lot of people. Uh, don't realise that being an intrapreneur is a lot better than being an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur yep. comes with so much freaking risk and hardship, it's unbelievable. An entrepreneur is someone obviously building within, so we Correct. get a lot of opportunities for those that work in our different companies yep. to build within, and they get a lot of the freedom, 
And then, you know, I, I just believe that we've got good company culture, but it doesn't come without its challenges no. for sure. And how do you think that you get that company culture? It's through just sharing the vision and where you're going and, and, and how they can So recruiting is about picking the right people that you think could fit in your team? Absolutely. Would you so, say? So, yes. Yeah, so, so, so we, I don't do any of the, the recruiting anymore, but we have those who do the recruitment within our business, um, they're trained just to find out more about the individual. Yeah. And, and set the expectations of what we're looking for them. And if they're okay with that, because we demand a lot of yeah. a lot in return, and if they're cool with that, then they know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. But more importantly, we ask them, you know, why should they come in here? And what's so really weird, rather than us interviewing them to see if they're a fit, we're interviewing them in the sense of, well, will you come in and will you be around for a season? What's your agenda and so forth? And then we share the vision. And, and then once they come on board and start working with us, uh, we have an open platform where everyone has is has an input yeah you know to to share how they think they can affect the company and how they can do certain things and when i walk in the office and there's little team meetings going on i, I just i just love it it's yeah great. it's good yeah you know sometimes there's maybe some stuff in there i'm like no nope, we're never going to implement that <laughs> but it's good that their minds yeah, are going good, and good, working good to get feedback as well and they feel part of the cult i i, I that's it. That's how do you design that cult that they yeah. want to get behind? I mean, I've been in a few of those meetings where a couple of people who surprise me at how they thrive and how they come up with some great ideas and, and how they, they, they want to fight for your... They're acting as if it's their business. Yeah. And listen, as you grow, because we, we have other companies that are not like that and they're just turning up for a job. I mean, yeah. we have a development company and, and you know, I've worked in building sites, I've been involved in it and they just want to go and do their job. Yeah. And Pub on a Friday, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so, so some people will do a job, and that's awesome. You need people to do a job, but really getting that core, you know, company culture that's going to help you thrive. That, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you know, and it's not, it's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. No, I agree. Moving on, influencers. Well, what's your biggest influencer that you've had looking up to in your career? What's, what's who spurred you on? Well, I've had many, but to narrow it right down. The one that's had the biggest influence in my life is this T. Harvecker. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame that he doesn't do much these days, you know, but um, it was his programs and, and having the, the mentorship through him that, that changed everything for me. You know, and why was that? What was it that you picked out of him that spurred uh, I, well, you? Well, he got me at the, the, the right time when I needed it. Yeah. You know, I, I needed to change my mind. You know, I, I, like I said earlier, my mindset wasn't the right place. It's not easy, is it, to change your mindset? No, I mean... For anybody that's out there struggling, how, how could you, what piece of advice could you give them to jump on that bandwagon of personal development? Because it's easy spoken about and it's easy to get on with it, but actually to change your mind, you need to do something yourself, you, you, inside. You, you, you need to want change. And it was outside influence where people would turn around, not even people that I necessarily respect or looked up to, but people would turn around and say, you've got such a shitty attitude. And in the early days, I would fight back yeah. and put the blame onto them. But when enough people say something to you, you should take a check in and go, yeah. well, well, wait a wee minute, maybe they've got a point. It's not just one person, it's several. And I remember sitting, and I'm talking about my late teens, and I thought, I've got such a shitty attitude. I'm always blaming everybody else. I was the victim. Victims yeah. blame, complain, and justify. Correct. And this is the biggest thing. that The, the thing that will liberate anybody in their life is to take 100% responsibility for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And people tend to want to take 100% responsibility <laughs> on the good and forget the rest. And once you start to take that on board and realise that 
that everything that you do, good or bad, it comes from your choices, how you interpret things. Harbecker saying is nothing's got meaning except the meaning that you give it. Yeah. And it's okay having these buzzwords and, and, and listening to that, but it's each and every day you need to silence that little voice because mm. we are being run unconsciously. So the sooner you can catch the negative comments in your mind and, 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 and start to do something about that, that's the beginning yeah. of changing your mindset and how you actually operate and do things on a day-to-day basis. Do you yeah. put everything down to mindset? You think if you change your mind, good things happen? You're a big believer? Yeah, I, don't, I think that proven is... Proven for you, it's proven for me. It's yeah. proven for, for everybody that's been on the podcast, so... And it's a never-ending battle. Yeah. It continues, it continues. Well, look, Paul, um, I can't let you go until we've spoke about Brexit. You're in the property <laughs> market. What, what do you think of it? What, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I wish I had a, a magic ball <laughs> that could just look and see. But Tell you what, what the outcome is. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think most people try to figure it out. I think we're in, um, not just because of Brexit, I think with the global economy and a yep. lot of things are happening. I think that from our point of view, that we need to be aware. And for... As entrepreneurs yep. and people who, who will be listening to your podcast Correct. and stuff, they are the positive type of people who will make any opportunity good, good or bad. So, you know, we've been through a recession in my lifetime. It won't be my, my last. There'll be several more. Yep. You know, I hope I live a long life to, to experience <laughs> to see that. some more. And from that point of view, and I always say this, is you don't have a property business if it's psychodependent. Yeah. So you just need to be aware. And if Brexit changes things then you need to be... Uh, so many people are waiting and, and, and holding off going, well, I'm not going to get involved in property, I'm not going to do anything. Correct, I hear a lot of that. And, and from that point of view is that they're, they're, they're missing the point. Yeah. You can still maximise, you know, the property, different strategies in this business right now and take full advantage of Brexit. Because Brexit could be a good thing. I reckon you would see a, 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 sh- a kind of small drop from that because that's uncertainty. Yeah, You know, there is a lot Everyone's, of uncertainty. Yeah. So from that point of view, as Warren Buffett says, you know, be fearful when everyone's greedy and be greedy when others yeah. are fearful. No, I agree. Um, so that, that's, that's your take on Brexit. Look, guys, just before we finish up with Paul, um, just want to touch on the book that you bought out. It's a fantastic yes. read. If you haven't read it, um, it's definitely worth going to get. Why the book? What, what made you come up with that? Why did you just want it to get your story out there more? What was the, the process behind launching the book? Yeah, so so the book, well, Your Property Jumpstart, yep. so I wrote it because I wanted it to be the, the beginner's guide um, to or someone who's involved in property, that's got a handful of properties, just yep. to reset their thinking and show them how to, to basically build that significant seven-figure property portfolio or get involved with property trading. And from my own personal experience, I never had the money, yep. I never had the good credit, I never had the knowledge. You know, from a stand and start, not having the things that most people believe that they need, i.e. money and yeah. good credit and so forth, you know, I debunk a lot of that stuff and show you that regardless to your circumstances, you can make it happen. You can get started. And, and it teaches you all that in the book. Yeah, I outline that step by step in the book. Yeah. Amazon, best place to get it. Guys, look, it's thanks for having you on, Paul. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, thank um, you. I think we've covered most things. Get the book. Um, if you want to sign up to one of the courses, get in touch with Paul or one of his team directly. Books on Amazon. Pleasure having you on. Thanks a lot. Cheers. So for now, what I want to do is thank you for listening. Subscribe. Leave a review. Look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast with some exciting guests coming our way.